You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hello, hello, Miami Dolphin fans, and welcome to the Same Old Dolphin Show, part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. I'm Josh Katzker. With me today and every day is my brother from the exact same mother, Aaron the Brain. Aaron, say hello to the people. Hello to the people. It is football Christmas. I mean, it's... It's just about football Christmas. I said on the on the podcast the other day that Thursday night would be football Christmas. We all know that actual football Christmas is the first Sunday of the season when we can sit in the living room and fire up the Sunday ticket and watch football all day long. Well, it is here. It is happening against all the odds. The NFL season is going to happen, brain, and I am very fired up about it. And I'm also fired up because as of right now, as we are recording this, and if you are listening to this before kickoff of the Dolphins game against the Patriots on Sunday, right now, your Miami Dolphins hold the number one pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. Go Dolphins! Isn't it great that we can follow the tankathon standings while still cheering for our team to win this year? Yeah, it's really, it's a wonderful thing that we can keep our eyes on the tankathon, but know that our team is going to do better. Well, we hope. Well, yeah, we, we hope our team. We is. don't know. We don't know, but we hope. I mean, it, it, if the Dolphins are somehow worse than they were last season, we've got a serious problem on our hands. Um, but. I'm I'm pretty pretty excited about some football and we're going to talk about football today because this is our first game preview show of the season. So we will be previewing the Miami Dolphins upcoming trip to New England to take on Cam Newton, Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. But first, we've got to talk about this video that the Miami Dolphins released uh, over or just uh, just before kickoff of the Thursday night game this week. And now, listen, we're going to get into this. We're going to talk just very briefly about this video. And we understand that some people don't like to mix the, the, the politics and, and football. And I get that. I totally understand that. But this is a video that the Dolphins released as a team. And so we are going to talk about it here. And I think at the end of the day, the way that you feel is actually very much about Kind of like how the Dolphins feel. The Dolphins released this video basically putting out a message and they, they, they sort of did it in rhyming verse, which was kind of weird. But the, the point of the video ultimately is that they feel that the NFL is putting on a lot of sort of 
performative empty gestures to sort of placate the demands of the players who are seeking um, racial justice right now in the United States. And so you've noticed that the NFL has started this uh, branded campaign about it takes all of us and they wrote end racism and players in the end zone and players can have little things put on their helmets and you know the NFL is doing all of these things to try to make it look like they are working to help these players in their crusade to to make change in the United States and basically what the Dolphins are saying is stop with the performative nonsense of, of do, having the national anthem and then also playing lift every voice. That's not something that is that is helpful. What we need to do to help is to put money into these causes and to have the owners, you know, leverage their wealth and power in ways to help make actual real change. And so what the Dolphins have said in response to all of these things is that we don't want to be part of this dog and pony show. What we are going to do instead while the national anthem is playing, instead of having everybody's eyes on us and doing performative protesting, we're just going to stay in the dressing room. We're going to stay in the locker room. We're going to stay back there. Let the music happen. Let the songs play. Then we're going to come out onto the field and we're going to play football. That's what this video says, and I, I I think I applaud the players for standing up and being in that video. I applaud Brian Flores for making his cameo at the end of the video, and I love that line of to the media before any of y'all start asking questions. They just answered all of your questions. I love that. I think it's great that the Dolphins are saying, hey, let's not focus on this. Let's focus on football. That's ultimately what they're trying to do with this video. At least that's the way that I interpret it. Brain, maybe you have other ideas on that. I think it's yes and no. I think there's some strategy to it, but ultimately it comes from a place of passion. It comes from a place where they are passionate about change, about racial justice in this country, and about, you know, actual tangible things that can be done and they don't want to take part in the whole like you said dog and pony show of whether they're kneeling they're not kneeling they're doing all the you know making all of these symbolic gestures instead they're they're what they're doing is is they're actually coming out in this video and telling you exactly what they want so there's no doubt, there's, there's no doubt left. So the media, I'm sure the media will still look, the media is going to ask questions regardless, but by putting this video out there and it, it's essentially what Brian Flores did at the end of that video in the last line is he could basically say, just watch the video. We answered all your questions. There's no question left unanswered so we can make the focus about football. It's a unifying message from the team perspective, and it's also uh, a message of let's get things done in our community. Uh, let's hold our leaders accountable and make the change that is needed. They're passionate about it. They're letting it be known, but at the same time, they're not going to go out there and make this huge spectacle of it they're going to stay in their locker room and when it's time to play the game they're going to they're going to strap up and they're going to play the game and i love it if you don't love it you know that that's too bad uh if you if you do love it great but at the end of the day uh 
we're not going to be talking about them standing or kneeling or all of that stuff that's been talked about for for years now. They're just they're not going to take part in it. And then we're going to play football and that's going to be where the focus is. So I think it's great. I agree. It's about getting rid of all the, the rah-rah performative nonsense. And quite frankly, there's also rah-rah performative nonsense on the other side. It's, you know, you see it on, on social media where it's people that say, oh, I've been watching football, been a fan of the Dolphins for a really, really long time. And now this is happening. I'm never going to watch another game before. If you feel like it's necessary to go online and make that statement, that's as, in, in you know, on, on a Facebook comment or on a tweet, that's a that's as performative as as any of the other things. So the whole point of it is we're going to put the performative nonsense aside. We're going to stick to football and that's what they're going to do. The Dolphins are going to play some football and that's what we're going to talk about because the Dolphins are playing football this weekend against the New England Patriots. Before we get into all of that, going to give you some plugs. Make sure you are following me on Twitter at Amplified to Rock. Make sure you're following the brain. That's Aaron the Brain, A-A-Ron the Brain. Uh, Aaron's tweets during during Dolphins games are always really a lot of fun, so I, I hope you'll be following him if you're not already. We're working on boosting his follower count over there. Um, I got picked up a bunch of new fo- uh, followers over this past week. It's exciting. Welcome aboard, everybody. Glad to have you as part of the community. Make sure you follow the show as well, at Same Old Dolphins. If you haven't yet, go to Facebook.com and like the same old dolphins show on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash same old dolphins. And finally, make sure you are visiting dolphinstalk.com every single day. It's your one stop shop for all things Miami Dolphins. And that is where every episode of the same old dolphin show can be found, as well as on Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, everywhere that you get your podcasts, you can find the same old dolphin show. So make sure that you go over there, leave us a nice review, leave us a positive rating. We very much appreciate it. So here we are. It's the week one preview as the Dolphins head to New England and take on the Patriots. And this is a game that I think is going to be really interesting for a number of reasons. First off, as we we said on our last show, it's been, it was 99-2000 is the last time the Dolphins won consecutive, won two straight years in New England. So this is something that the Dolphins would be doing. And I think it might be the first time ever that the Dolphins beat the Patriots in back-to-back games. Like this would be two consecutive games one week after the next. I mean, it's not, I mean, okay, maybe there's, you know, five, six months in between, but you get what I'm saying. At any rate, um, winning in Foxborough is never easy, and I think it's going to be particularly tough this year because the Dolphins are going in and facing a Patriots team that is going to be very different from any Patriots team they've seen before. Gone is Tom Brady, and in comes the former NFL MVP, Cam Newton, and One of the things about Cam Newton is Cam Newton is a very athletic quarterback who is able to run. And traditionally, very athletic quarterbacks who are able to run are something that the Dolphins have a hard time with. So I can see Cam Newton doing a lot of running on Sunday against the Dolphins. In fact, I can see the Patriots in general trying to do a lot of running 
against the Dolphins, even though their backfield is a little banged up. But Brain, when when the Patriots have the ball, what are the Dolphins going to need to do to slow down this new look Patriots offense? That's the the bigger question is what are the Patriots going to do in general? Because this is a whole new offense. We're so used to seeing Tom Brady uh, dropping back and and this being a pass centric offense. And now this is most likely going to be a very run heavy offense. I, I think the clues are there. It's not just that you're replacing Tom Brady with Cam Newton, but also look at what was successful for the Patriots down the stretch last year was that they really went to a run heavy offense. They had the, uh, the fourth most two running back sets in the NFL last year. So, they are going to go big. They're going to play with a fullback and they're going to run the ball right at us. And I wouldn't be surprised if they put the ball in Cam Newton's hands. I know there's probably a sentiment out there that, uh, you got to keep Cam Newton healthy because he's your chance to go anywhere. But I also think their sentiment is that if you're not letting Cam Newton be Cam Newton, then he ceases to be Cam Newton or anything special. So you might as well play, you know, whoever, uh, at, at quarterback and just play like a game managing pocket passer. I believe that they are going to, you might see some wildcat. You might see some wishbone. Uh, you're going to see a whole lot of two tight ends and, and two running backs. And I think they're going to put this Dolphins front seven, front six, front eight. I think they're going to put them to the test. We're going to find out very early uh, how much the Dolphins are hurt or have been hurt by not being able to do much live tackling at all in this weird uh, training camp with no preseason. And I think the Patriots are going to put the onus on the Miami Dolphins defense to make them tackle. They're not going to just drop back and and have Cam Newton throw the ball and and have a bunch of incomplete passes that don't really test the Dolphins, not to mention that if the Dolphins have a strength in their defense, it's the secondary. I think they're going to go right at, uh, if there's a Dolphins question mark on that defensive side of the ball, it's the, the depth on the interior defensive line or the depth on the defensive line in general. And they're going to put that defensive line to the test with a big offensive line, a couple of running backs, and Cam Newton. And I wouldn't be surprised if they run the ball 40 to 50 times. Wow, that would be that would really be something. And I think if they do run it that much, it a lot of that is going to be Cam Newton. It's going to be a lot of design runs because he's a big guy and the Dolphins struggle with this. And I think that's really, we're going to find out a lot about that sort of defensive front for the Dolphins. Um, you know, that's... I guess probably where the biggest question marks are on that on that side of the ball, as you mentioned, and I think New England is going to be prepared. And if there's one thing the Patriots always are, it's prepared. And I think on the on the offensive side of the ball, the the Patriots are going to be ready to go at a, a Dolphins defense that is improved from last year, but that is more or less uh, in in some ways what it what it was. Yeah. Well, yeah, I just want to keep touching on this. Like, I, I it, it, like, it, it's not just Cam Newton. It's going to be Sony Michelle. It's going to be Rex Burkhead. It's going to be uh, a very much. Uh, it's going to be James White. And I think it's just going to be 
it's going to be an old school smash mouth mentality that they take into this game. Uh, I think they're, when you, whenever you're bringing in a new quarterback and you're weaning new receivers into it, uh, into this offense, and, and you haven't had this much, and you haven't had very much practice time, the old saying is, kiss, keep it simple, stupid. And there's nothing more simple than blocking and running. And, and that's what they're, if, if the Dolphins can't stop the Patriots from running for four or five yards a carry, then there is no need for Cam Newton to drop back and throw 25, 30 times in this game. So that is going to be the test. This game is, I mean, look, most games are won and lost in the trenches, but this one in particular, uh, if the Dolphins cannot stop the Patriots running game, they are going to see a healthy dose of it for the entirety of the game. And they're just going to, the Bill Belichick is going to say, look, we're going to do this until you can stop it. Yes, sure. I'm sure they'll take some shots down the field. Uh, I'm sure, uh, that you'll see uh, a hefty dose of, of James White coming out of the backfield to keep those linebackers honest. But at the end of the day, what the Patriots are going to want to do is run the ball right down the Dolphins throats. And we're going to find out be, uh, a lot because look, uh, Christian Wilkins had a very nice rookie year. Devon Godshaw is, uh, is a very solid defensive tackle. Uh, and, and, you know, and we've got a decent starting defensive line, but there's some questionable depth there. There's some youth there in, you know, Raekwon Davis and, and Jason Strobridge. And we're going to find out about these guys. And, and look, the Dolphins don't really know. They, 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 probably feel good because they drafted him and they had a pretty good training camp, but who knows? They haven't seen live action yet. And Bill Belichick doesn't know. And the, and Bill Belichick isn't going to come out of this game. Not knowing <laughs> he is going to find out what this Dolphins uh, defensive line is made of. And uh, you know, the Dolphins better be ready for the test because that's what's coming. Yeah, and I think one of the other key aspects of this is going to be how well are the Dolphins tackling. And, and tackling is often one of those things that takes some time to you know, get up to speed, particularly in a situation where your team has not played at all in this preseason. Yeah, they've, they've had practices and they've had some training camp, but they didn't have actual preseason games. So, you know, hopefully those fundamentals and all of those you know, the simple things about wrapping guys up and making tackles, all of that is working to the Dolphins' advantage this week um, and that it's not something that they need to warm up to and move up to. We know that Flores is a pretty detail-oriented guy, so he's probably not going to let sloppy tackling slide in practice, but hopefully, you know, that translates to on-field success for the Miami Dolphins in an, away, in an attempt to try to slow down this Patriots offense. Let's go to the other side of the ball because I think if there's one real area of the New England team that there's a giant question mark and it's this defensive side of the ball because of all of the players that that opted out and after Ryan Fitzpatrick had so much success in week 17 last year passing on this Patriots secondary and, and, and Stephon Gilmore in particular, Devontae Parker had a field day. Um... When the Dolphins have the ball, I'm really excited to see what this offense looks like with this new upgraded backfield and hopefully this new offensive line. One of the things uh, that really scared me was watching the absolute disaster that Houston's offensive line was 
on 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 Thursday night. And I'm not saying that the Dolphins' offensive line is like Houston's offensive line, but it may very well be. We don't. There's we're really not going to have an answer on what this offensive line is until they get out there and we see real game action. Um, and we know that Austin Jackson is going to be getting a start on the line, and we you know there's. Uh, Solomon Kindley is getting a start on the li- on the line, um, but you know there's still Michael the Michael Dieters and the Jesse Davises of the world. They're all there, and there are still questions to be answered for that offensive line. So, is that offensive line going to be able to create running room for Jordan Howard and Matt Breida? And is that offensive line going to give Ryan Fitzpatrick time to you know? be the gunslinger that he wants to be this time, you know, week 17, we didn't have Preston Williams. Preston Williams is here now. So now that we've got Preston Williams and Devante Parker, can the two of them work together to sort of tear apart this Patriots defense? That's those. these are the things that, I mean, really everything on the offense for this Dolphins team right now is a question mark for me. And I'm really curious to see how they match up against a pretty stripped down New England defense. If the Dolphins can protect the edge and protect Ryan Fitzpatrick, there are going to be opportunities. Uh, look, Stefan Gilmer, Stefan Gilmore is arguably the best corner in the league, but even last year against Devontae Parker, Devontae Parker won that battle against Stefan Gilmore. And, you know, Jason McCourty is solid corner. You got Devin McCourty back there and, uh, look, they're going to miss Patrick Chung, but they've still got some talent in that secondary. Kyle Duggar, uh, is a, is a rookie, but is sort of a freakishly athletic rookie. So I'll be excited to see what he looks like out there. But the fact is, if the Dolphins can protect Ryan Fitzpatrick, there will be opportunities. We have enough talent at the receiver position. We have enough playmakers and Ryan Fitzpatrick is a good enough and smart enough quarterback to exploit uh, the advantages that we will have. But he will not be able to exploit those advantages if he's consistently under pressure. And that's where the concern is here. Because we are starting Austin Jackson at left tackle. And while I love Austin Jackson's upside, uh, he, he comes out very raw. And uh, the last game that he played, he was getting absolutely destroyed uh, in, in the bowl game, in the Outback Bowl against Iowa. And so he's, he's jumping up a notch playing a Bill Belichick defense who, no, the, the, the Patriots probably don't have a guy on their team that's going to get 12, 13, 14 sacks, but they do have a pair of edge rushers in Chase Winovich and Josh Uche, and they have a litany of guys that they're going to to come and you don't know exactly where they're going to come from and when. That's the that's the nature of Bill Belichick's defense which is not dissimilar from Brian Flores's defense. The it's a defense that schemes the pressure. It doesn't rely on just guys beating their man one-on-one straight up every single play. They're going to they're going to come from different angles and different spots. And sometimes it's going to be a linebacker. Sometimes it's going to be a defensive end. Sometimes it's going to be a corner or a safety. And they're going to throw these things out. We already know, look, Jesse Davis did a serviceable job, I guess, at, 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 ta- at left tackle last year. He was less than great at right tackle the year before. We're moving him back over to right tackle. 
we we know that Jesse Davis is nothing special at right tackle, and we've got this huge question mark at, at left tackle with Austin Jackson, where we're hoping he's going to be a franchise tackle. But to expect him to be a franchise tackle day one, uh, I think it's I, I think it's a bit naive to think that he's not going to have his hands full in this opening matchup. So the way that the Dolphins need to do this is, I actually feel really good about what the Dolphins have on their interior offensive line. Eric Flowers, when he moved to guard, played at, at a very good level. Ted Karras, not, not an amazing center, but a serviceable center. And then you would hope with, you know, you had Solomon Kinley and Robert Hunt going after and battling in that right guard position. They obviously liked what they saw in Solomon Kinley. And so he's going to get the first crack at that job. I also would not be surprised if you see Robert Hunt come into the game and you see some unbalanced lines where the Dolphins go with a six-man line or maybe even, you know, I guess a, a seven-man line if they play the tight end on, on the line as well. I think you're going to see that because I think the Dolphins know that if they have any chance to slow down uh, the Patriots' defense and keep them guessing, they're going to need to establish a running game. And so it's going to be a very important day for particularly the interior of this offensive line to open up some holes, create some running room, get us in some good down and distance, because if we're in that third and long situation and we allow the Patriots to drop seven or eight into coverage and we still don't know where the pressure is coming and we're giving up pressures even while they're dropping seven or eight into coverage, that's how you turn the ball over. That's how the Patriots win this game and make it ugly. All right. You ready to take some questions from the listeners? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So Tobias Hendrick sends in a question. He says, who is going to kick for Boston, presumably meaning New England, who's going to kick for the Patriots and why won't the Finns cram Rohrwasser and Folk from the Patriots practice squad to make sure they'll have to take an emergency kicker as the Pats didn't protect any of their practice squad members? I, I This is a question, I guess, relating to the fact that the Patriots currently have two kickers on their practice squad, but don't have a kicker on their active roster. Is that still true? At l- as we record this, that is sti- that still appears to be the case, that both of those guys are still on the practice squad. Incredible. Uh, yeah. I mean, my guess, my guess is that it's going to be Nick Folk uh, because they brought him in because Rohrwasser was apparently dealing with an injury and then looked very inconsistent over the course of training camp. And Nick Folk, while not a great kicker, uh, look, he's been here before. He's, he's a serviceable NFL kicker. Uh, so if I had to guess, that's, that's who I would guess is and ends up being the kicker. As, as to the, the second part of the question, I, I don't know if it was serious or in jest. You and I were talking about it before. I thought it was a serious question. So I'm going to treat it as such. Why don't the Dolphins claim both of those guys from the, from the Patriots practice squad and thus leave the Patriots with no kicker? Well, if the Dolphins were going to do that, uh, they would, they would have to do it, I, I would guess tomorrow. Um, and even if they did that, the Patriots would still probably find some kicker off the scrap heap. But that, that doesn't even matter because the real reason that the Dolphins would not do that is because why are the Dolphins going to take up two important roster spots? to just inconvenience the Patriots. Like, I, look, even if the Patriots were to go into this game with no kicker, which would not be the case, 
<laughs> because they would still go out and find a kicker somewhere who can who can do something, who can at least make extra points and and make a a field goal less than forty yards. They, those guys do exist. There, they are out there. They there might not be any great kickers, but there are kickers that are out there that that can be signed. And and if we decided to sign both of these guys off the off their practice squad, the Patriots would still have a kicker in this game. And then all we would have done is exposed two guys from our roster that we valued enough to keep off the practice squad. And now we've exposed them and we're possibly losing them to hold two extra kickers to, to be a minor inconvenience to the, to the New England Patriots. I think it would be, uh, an incredibly short-sighted and, uh, and really, uh, ill-informed move by the, by the Dolphins. And, and it's not something they're going to do. So I really wouldn't worry about it. Kai Forbath would really appreciate it if the Dolphins did that. So that he could find himself a new team. Uh, we've got a, it's not a, not a question, but we got a comment from, uh, at three kids are blessy. The question is, or the comment is rather not really a question, but more of a comment. Don't downplay the motivation that Belichick and more importantly, Josh McDaniels have to prove that they can win with far less talent than in the past. I'm a little uneasy with what the Patriots off. Offense will actually look like on Sunday. I don't think anyone really knows what kind of offense that the Pats will run. And that, in my opinion, is the X factor in the game. Yeah, I think both of those, I think you've got sort of a a short-term narrative and a long-term narrative there. The short-term, obviously, it's going to be really interesting to see what that offense looks like. And we sort of talked about that. We think it's going to be particularly run-heavy this week um, against the Dolphins just because Belichick is very good for game planning for who his opponent is going to be. But I think the long-term narrative is, is, is right. I think that Belichick and McDaniels are going to be motivated to win just as, just as Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski are going to be motivated in Tampa Bay to prove that they can win without Belichick. Belichick's going to be, you know, really anxious to prove that he can do it without Tom Brady. And so I think that is an underlying narrative and, you know, they're, they're certainly going to be motivated, I think. But what it's ultimately going to boil down to is just how good of a coach is Bill Belichick and how good can, how, how well can this team perform if, as some people suspect, that their roster isn't what, you know, if it's if it's taken several steps back, can this team still be really, really competitive? I wouldn't say that the Patriots are a Super Bowl contender, but then again, with Bill Belichick, you never know. So yeah, I think that I think that'll be interesting to to sort of watch and keep an eye on over the course of the season. Brain, you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. Look, no matter what you think of how charmed Bill Belichick's career is because he's gotten to have Tom Brady as his quarterback for the last 20 years. The the fact is, is the guy is a, a great coach. He's an elite coach. He's a Hall of Fame coach, one of the best ever, arguably the best ever. And, you know, if not still the best coach in the league, certainly one of the top three or four coaches in the league. He's going to have a quality plan in place. He's going to get the most out of this roster. The question is, 
what is the most that you can get out of this Patriots roster? Because it is such a huge change and, uh, there are just so many question marks because it's not just losing Tom Brady. It's also losing the other free agents that they lost, uh, like, like a Kyle Van Noy and then having guys like Dante Hightower and Patrick Chung and their, their starting left tackle, uh, opt out because of COVID concerns. That's a lot to overcome uh, in one season when you're putting together a whole new uh, game plan or a whole new uh, offense and, and probably maybe not a whole new defense, but uh, a defense that's got to adjust because of having so much overturn in personnel. And I think I completely agree that that is a huge motivating factor for Bill Belichick coming into this season. Because look, I'm sure Bill Belichick is one of those guys that doesn't really read the press clippings. It doesn't really care what people are saying on ESPN or on the talk radio shows or, or in the local sports media with the beat reporters and all that. I'm sure he pays no attention to that, but he knows, he knows that there is a question lingering over his head, over his legacy of what kind of coach would he actually be if Tom Brady wasn't his quarterback. And now he's got a chance to prove it. And I think he's looking at this as a, as his biggest challenge as a head coach. And I fully expect him to answer the bell. As far as Josh McDaniels, Look, I, I think the guy's a good offensive coordinator, but uh, I have far more questions as far as uh, Josh McDaniels is concerned than I do about Bill Belichick. Because look, Josh McDaniels has had his his opportunities as as a head coach in this league elsewhere, and has been pretty much an abject failure, and then has come back to the Patriots and done great things. But his success is directly related to Tom Brady because he's the offensive coordinator and it's easy to be the offensive coordinator when you've got arguably the greatest quarterback of all time under center for your entire time as offensive coordinator. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I don't really care so much about the Josh McDaniels portion of the question, but I fully expect this Patriots team to be good this year, uh, and to be challenging for a playoff spot, uh, come come December and January. All right, then I guess it's time to make our predictions for this game. And obviously, knowing what our predictions are, we we made them in our last show here on the Samuel Dolphin Show. We also made our predictions on the DolphinsTalk.com podcast when we participated in the roundtable. We gave our thoughts on it, but let's make the prediction one more time in case anything has changed. Maybe you've, you've, you know, your opinion has changed in the last couple of days since we, we did that other show. So brain, what's going to be the result on Sunday? Look, I think there's going to be times in this game that the dolphins look shaky and the offensive line is going to have their hands full. And there's going to be times where uh, the youth and inexperience there uh, and the work in progress on offense is going to be very apparent. I also think there's going to be times where we have some problems tackling and we have uh, some issues stopping uh, what should be a very good Patriots running game this year. But ultimately, I think we'll do what is necessary in the red zone and we'll be able to be a bend but not break defense in this game 
And on the other side of the ball, I think we'll do enough to keep uh, the Patriots' pass rush at bay. And I think Ryan Fitzpatrick will do enough to expose the the Patriots' secondary. I think this is going to be an extremely close game. It might even be a game where the Dolphins need to come from behind because I expect that the Patriots, if we're going to have difficulty stopping the Patriots' run game, I think it might happen early and often, and it might take the Dolphins a little bit of time to settle in. But ultimately, I expect us to settle in, and I've got the Dolphins winning a one-point game in New England, 24-23. to 23. I love that. I should have had you go second. What, did you have the same exact score? No, 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 no. I, I am not so cheery about this game. I, I just think. That oh, that's right. You're the one. You're the one. You're the one person that, that has the, dolph- I know. the Dolphins. I'm the one losing. guy, one guy on staff that feels like the Dolphins are going to go into New England and, and not get the job done. And I just think that it ultimately it's going to boil down to we're going to see, the Dolphins are going to see a lot of things out of the Patriots offense that they're just not prepared for and that are going to take them by surprise. And it's going to take time to adjust. And I, I see, I can see this being a classic game where, you know, really looking back to the beginning of last season, I can see it having a lot of those kind of similarities where the Patriots are just going to get out to a big lead and then sort of cruise the rest of the way. I can see the Dolphins uh, scoring some points in the second half and maybe making it a little bit closer. But in it, you know, in sort of like how the Thursday night game this week, the, the Chiefs really took control of that game fairly early on and then Houston tried to make a game of it late I think that's what we're going to be looking at here in New England so I think the Patriots are going to get the win here and I think it's going to be by a score of 34 to 20. So I think that's going to wrap us up here brain it's a quick one I forgot that these preview shows end up going pretty quick. Yeah, there's, oh, I mean, well, I mean, I guess it's comparative. <laughs> like, I mean, we're, we're almost to the 40 minute mark. <laughs> I guess we're at like 35, a little bit over 35 minutes. So I guess that's a little quick for us. But, uh, yeah, generally these, uh, these preview shows, uh, we have a little bit to talk about and then we have about twice as much to talk about when it comes to after the game and breaking down what actually happened. And I think we'll have a lot more to talk about when we get into these later preview shows. It's just this this one in particular, it's just so much of what we're gonna see is is just we just don't know. Yeah. Because absolutely. we don't have any we don't have anything to go off of. Like we haven't seen these guys perform. And I so I think it's a little bit different this time around. But this time next week when we're previewing the home game against Buffalo, I, we're gonna have some hard data to chew on, which is pretty exciting. So for now, Bran, why don't you remind the people where they can find you? Again, you can find me on Twitter at Aaron the Brain. Uh, I should be right in front of my computer uh, or on my cell phone getting those tweets fired up during the game. Uh, I, I probably not going to be live tweeting like, you know, every little thing, but you can look forward to some 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 of my thoughts during the game time if you're watching the game live. Looking forward to some hot tweets from A.A. Ron the Brain. And of course, I am on Twitter at Amplified to Rock. The show is at Same Old Dolphins. Facebook.com slash Same Old Dolphins. 
Look for us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, everywhere you get your podcasts. We appreciate you leaving us a positive rating, a positive review. It really helps the show. So please do that. Take a few minutes. We really appreciate it. And of course, you can find every episode of The Same Old Dolphin Show on DolphinsTalk.com. We are in the DolphinsTalk.com main podcast feed. So if you're subscribed to the DolphinsTalk.com daily podcast, you will get every episode of the same old Dolphin show in your ears as well. Make sure you're visiting DolphinsTalk.com every single day. It is your one-stop shop for all things Miami Dolphins. And you'll you'll get the countdown to kickoff show with Tom Ernesty. You'll get the preview shows, all kinds of surprises and and fun articles and columns coming up over there on DolphinsTalk.com. So as the season is ramping up, we got big plans over there on the website, including our Picks League. We We got a Picks League going on between me, the brain, Mike... Tom and Big E. So we'll be uh, probably be updating you on that. Probably in these uh, on these preview shows, we'll be giving you the updates on those pick standings as we go through. Obviously, right now we there's everybody is on the level because there was not everybody picked Kansas City to win, and Kansas City did win. So we're all still tied, and we're only going to count games where there's differences towards the standings. Anyway, we'll be giving you updates on that occasionally throughout the season. We've got to figure out what the prize should be. If you have an idea for what the the winner should get for winning the DolphinsTalk.com picks pool this year, uh, tweet at us, at same old Dolphins. Let us know what you think. Um, or at DolphinsTalk, at DolphinsTalkTom. Um, we'd love to hear what you think uh, we should we should all chip in some money on in the meantime you're gonna go and we're gonna go we're gonna watch some Miami Dolphins football this weekend because it is after all football Christmas even in 2020 the weirdest year of them all we get football Christmas and that is wonderful so until we come back to you on Sunday after the game Take care of yourselves and each other. We will talk to you again next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Go Dolphins! Miami's got the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal.